Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Change some stuff up. Let me try this again. Oh. oh. Thank you, Lord. I'm on. you'll trust in his promises. Tell him how good and faithful he's been to you. My God. Tell him you'll trust him even when it seems like the world won't trust him. Come on, y'all. My God. My God. Tell him you'll hold to his promises. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell him that. Tell him. Tell him I'll trust you. I'll wait on you. I love this because in the first part, she said, is anybody else this excited about Jesus coming back? I might get loud when I speak. Come on now. He is so worth the wait. Come on, y'all. He's worth the wait. There we go. Oh, he's worth the wait. My God, he's worth the wait. He's worth the wait. He's worth the wait. He's worth the wait. Ooh, yeah. I can't see, but I believe <laughs> that he's coming back for me. Woo! My God, I feel so, I feel so strong. I feel so, I feel so strong about that, that he's going to come back for me. Come on, y'all. My God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. No matter how long it takes, <laughs> no matter how long it takes, I'm wait on you. Woo! Call me crazy, but I'm going to hold to his promises. Call me crazy. Call me crazy, but I'm going to hold to his promises. Call me crazy, but I'm going to trust in him. Call me crazy, but I'm going to believe in him. Woo! My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God, I thank you. He is so faithful. 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 I wait on you. My God. Because I know you got the plans. Because I know you got the plans. Because I know you got the plans. Yeah. I know you got the plans. I know you... I know you got the plans for me. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God. Woo. 
seeing traces of you. Woo! My God. My God. Yes, Sharice, call me crazy. Woo! My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for protection. Thank you for provision. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for understanding. Woo! Thank you for understanding me. Woo! Come on, y'all. He's coming back for me. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you, God, that you are not an absent parent. I thank you, Lord God, that you have never abandoned me. I thank you, Lord God, that you do not forsake me. Do you do you do not leave me? You do not forget about me. I thank you, Father God, that every promise of yours is yes and amen. I thank you for wisdom, knowledge, and strength today. Would you put that in your comments today? Lord God, I thank you for wisdom, knowledge, and strength today. Can you drop that in the comments? Can you confess that over your life? Will you decree and declare that over your life? I have knowledge, wisdom, and strength today. Lord, I thank you for knowledge, wisdom, and strength today. Come on, y'all. Lord, I thank you for knowledge, Come on, come on, come on, come on. I thank you for knowledge, wisdom, and strength. Oh, my God. And I receive your fresh grace today. I receive your peace today. I receive your love today. Oh, thank you for knowledge, wisdom, and strength today. Oh, I thank you for courage today to be bold today. Oh, I thank you, Father God. My God. Knowledge, strength, and wisdom. That's what we believe in God for. Knowledge, unusual knowledge, unusual wisdom. Okay, unusual strength. Oh, Lord, we thank you for Isaiah's safety to Japan in Jesus' name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up George Clark T. George to you this morning. We thank you for George's life. We thank you that no weapon formed against George shall prosper. We thank you, Father God, that you are healing George King right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that every fiber, every tissue, and every cell in George's body will line up with the word of God. We break and destroy every plot, plan, and tactic of the enemy against George's life, and we decree and declare vigor over his body. We thank you, Father God, that you are strengthening him and that George receives supernatural health by faith. We thank you that the angels are encamped around him in the hospital room. Give strategy, wisdom, and knowledge to the doctors today. And we thank you, Father God. Health is his reasonable portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Knowledge, wisdom, and strength. I feel that one. I'm going to say that one more time. I decree and declare unusual amounts of knowledge and wisdom and strength over your life today. I thank you, Father God, for your imprint. For your imprint. Come on, y'all. I thank you for the imprint. I thank you for your markings today. Knowledge, wisdom, and strength. Knowledge, wisdom, and strength. We thank you, Father God, for uncommon knowledge, 
uncommon wisdom and uncommon strength in the name of Jesus. We receive your grace. We receive your love. We receive your peace today, Lord God. We receive, Father God, all we ever need from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We receive all we need from you today. We will not be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. I feel the power of God on this devotional this morning. I thank you, I don't know who for who this is for, um, but whoever this is, you have been suffering from back pain for a long time. Like you have made this back pain normal in your life. You've just kind of considered that the back pain is supposed to be there, like because of however you like whatever you did, if you had an it's an accident and you just kind of normalize and set that back pain is kind of a normal part of your life. Well, back pain is not supposed to be a normal part of your life. And I'm just decreeing today that you're going to get the wisdom for this pain that's been in your back for so long. Like this ain't no newfound pain. This is a pain that you've been living with for a long time. And you just kind of normalized the pain and said, okay, this is what it is. This is not normal for your life. That back pain is not normal for your life. So we just thank you, Lord God. And I think it came from an accident. And and I thank you, Lord God, my God, for supernatural surgery. But I thank you, Lord God, for the wisdom for this back pain. And we decree and declare today pain you must go in Jesus' name. Amen. That is not your norm. That is not your norm. Stop. Um, don't receive that. Like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm just supposed to live with. The doctors told me that I'm going to have back pain for the rest of my life. No, 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 you no, you do not have to. God is healer. And I'm just decreeing and declaring today that you're going to get the wisdom that thank you, Lord God. That you're going to get the wisdom that you need for this, whether it's a strategy that comes from heaven, whether it's something that the doctors need to do for you, regardless, it does not matter. The wisdom is coming in for that today, but you make your resolve today um, that I'm not living with this back pain. I'm not going to accept back pain as normalcy anymore. You go pray, ask the Lord, do I need to see a chiropractor? What needs to happen? But do not just be like, I'm always, you know, the doctor told me I'll be in pain for the rest of my life. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm going to say it better. No. Y'all know I I got some hood in me. No. 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 If, if it don't line up with heaven, if it's not in the book, if Jesus didn't say I couldn't have it, I'm not accepting it in my life. No, no. I talked to Josiah aggressively about his lungs and his habits and everything else. No, no. Hell can have asthma back. In Jesus' name, hell come get your pain. 
Hell, come get your pain. And the Lord will give us the grace in between. But I'm not living in a less than state. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. No, no. This pain can go back to hell from which it came. I'm not living the rest of my life like this. I'm not spending the rest of my life like this. So, Lord, we thank you for unusual wisdom, knowledge, and strength. Father God, I also thank you. You are unlocking and releasing finances today for your people today. The resource that they need for every project, the resource they need for their homes. My God, for all my business owners, the resources that they need for their buildings. You are unlocking the resources they need, the resources they need for vision, the resources they need for the plan. We thank you, Father God, for unlocking financial resources today in the name of Jesus and that we will not receive, my God, less than less than God's best. Father God, we decree and declare today in the name of Jesus, my God, my God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we decree and declare today in the name of Jesus that debt will be canceled, my God, in the name of Jesus. My God, supernatural debt cancellation. My God, the finances to pay off debt. And we thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. My God, that you are supernaturally increasing your people today and rewarding them for their faithfulness. Open doors today, Lord God, that no man can shut. My God, and give them the strength and courage to walk away from anything that has dried up. Let me share this with somebody real quick. I hear you, Holy Spirit. If you have been attached to something and it looks like it's drying up, I ran um, a non, um, can I say this, Holy Spirit? I ran a nonprofit organization for like 15 years. And at the end of the season, that the season was ending, right? And it was very hard for me to let go of this organization. My husband's, this was my husband's baby. Um, I had, um, I had helped him raise this baby. I was leading this organization. I felt there was a need for the organization. But each year, the resources for the organization were getting less and less. I had revamped. I had put a new board in place. I was thinking of all these creative things. And then the Lord came to me and said to me, like, you need to close the door on this. This, this is dried up. This is no longer, this is not where I want you, right? And it was so hard. It was so hard because this, we had ran this organization for 15 years. Like this organization was in my heart and he didn't give me long to make a decision, right? He didn't give me long to make a decision, but the evidence was, it was just not producing. It was dry. It was barren. My God, it had become grievous. Like all of those things were a part of the process and it become grievous as well. So when the Lord led me, I was spending many much time in his feet. I was praying and he was just saying to me, like, it's just time for you to close this door. It was very difficult. It did not seem like it made sense, right? Um, and I grieved over it and I prayed and I did an emergency board meeting. And when I tell you, he told me to close the door. He told me to close the door quickly. Like I was making all these extra plan strategies and I closed the door quickly. Can I tell you, um, that when I closed the door, um, even though it was hard, even though it was difficult, even though there were some people that were upset, it was time because it was drying up. It was not producing. And as soon as I closed the door, then other aspects of my life 
started increasing. And I really truly believe that I was supposed to have closed that door like a year or two, but I didn't want to disappoint my home, my husband. I didn't want to disappoint people. And God was like, oh, what about me? What about what I'm saying for your life? Ooh, come on, y'all. What about what I'm saying for your life? What about I'm t what what about what I'm talking about? What about what I called you to? What about what I'm requesting of you? So when something starts to dry up, when something starts to dry up, when it looks like something is not working for you, you need to pause. Cause see, we'll try to run over something and run by something and be like, oh, it's the devil. It's the devil coming against me. It's the devil coming against my plans. Now, pause, <laughs> pause, pause, pause. Ask the Lord, is this drying up? Has this season ended? Ooh, is this something that I need? Because God will be trying to close doors to things to protect you, um, to keep, like God will be, because something has just ended, right? Something had just ended. So when the Lord, when the doors, and can I tell you something? He had been trying to speak to me all along. I wasn't listening. He has certain people that were connected to my life that loved me, that had no ill motive, that kept asking me the same question. Are you sure you're going to run this organization? Da -da 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 so then finally I took it to my mother and I said, mom, I was like, I think it's time for me to close these doors. And she was like, okay, good. Then now you can go do everything God asked you to do. And I was like, okay, Lord. So when things are drying up, when it looks like something is not working, it's not always going to be like, it's a devil. That was fighting me tooth and nail. No, sit yourself down, <laughs> slow down. Oh my God. Sit yourself down, slow down, put yourself in a position, right? All you got to do is sit yourself down and slow yourself down and put yourself in a position to hear from him. Ask the, just quicken me, Lord. Take your emotions, set them to the side. Take your feelings, set them to the side. Lord, let me be governed to truth. And guess what he's going to turn around? He's going to speak to you and say, that thing dread, die, dead. That thing is dry. And I need to cut this thing out of your life so you can go be fruitful. My God, multiply and increase. And sometimes we'll hold on to something for dear life. Y'all know one of my favorite things to say is something my one of my friends spoke over me. Longevity ooh, does not equal legitimacy. I'm going to say it one more time. Longevity does not equal legitimacy. One of my friends said that to me uh, four years ago, and it has never left my thought process. Longevity, just because it's been in your life for a long time, does not make it legitimate. My God, we will not uproot ourselves from barren, dry places. We will stay connected to dead things, nothing that has life. That's not producing. We won't even ask the Lord. We just keep tilling the soil and the soil is dry and dead. Now I decree and declare over your life today that you have the strength to walk away from barren, dry and dying things and that you have the courage to seek the face of the Lord. Oh my God. Put that in your notes today. Lord, give me the courage to seek your face. Oh my God. Give me the courage to seek your face. My God, in dry places, in barren places. My God, give me the courage to walk away and to leave things. My God, 
that don't add up to this season in my life. Ooh, yeah. Give me eyes, eyes to see and ears to hear. Open the eyes of my understanding. And sometimes he'll tell you to walk away from something that don't make sense. He will. He'll require you to walk away from something that don't make sense. Walking away from the organization made absolutely no sense. In my head, I had a dream vision for this organization. But remember, yesterday, we talked about receiving God's counsel. Oh, my God. Uh, we talked about receiving God's counsel, right? We got re receiving the counsel from the Lord. Well, when I receive the counsel from the Lord, he's going to talk to me about the season I'm in. Many of us tell him where we're at. We telling him, this is where I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I, da, da, da. and the Lord is like, uh, can I have my say in that? This is not the season you're in. This is not the place. This is not the place that you're in. I'm, I'm calling you into something different. I'm calling you into something greater. I'm calling you into something more. Ooh, I'm pulling you into a space of peace. That's what I hear the Lord saying. My God, we'll be trying to take stuff to our grave. And the Lord was like, I'm not calling you to take this to your grave. This isn't my God. This isn't your assignment anymore. This is not the thing that I've assigned you to. This thing is drying up quickly. And I'm trying to pull you out before it will cost you. Ooh, that's it. I'm trying to pull you out before it will cost you. Okay, now let me give you a few things. I need to give you some a couple things this morning. Um, I need to, I need you to understand when we're pleading the blood of Jesus and we're take authority, taking authority according to the blood of Jesus, what it means, right? What the blood Isaiah 53 and five, he was wounded, right? For our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities and chastised for our peace, right? And it's by his stripes, we are healed. Everything connected to our life. Jesus already paid the penalty for our sin and everything else. The enemy, you need to know this. This is something I was reading last night and I was like, God, I got to show this. I got to give them this. So when we take authority in the blood of Jesus, when we stand in the blood, when we declare the blood of Jesus, what we're doing is we're advancing against the enemy because the enemy has no power. Ooh, you better talk to the devil today. You better not be afraid of him. It seems like every time I say something, you know, every time I rise above, it seems like he just cut up. No, that's a smoke screen. That's, that's a smoke screen. That's a smoke screen. So I want to read this to you. I want you to put this in your note. I want you to understand how important it is for you to understand the victory that you have in Christ Jesus. Oh my God. I got victory in Christ Jesus. This is out of the believer's authority. It says the devil and his demons as spirits have no power or authority on this earth apart from physical human beings yielding it to it. Oh, I'm going to say it one more time. The devil and his demons as spirit beings have no power or authority. This is why your radical obedience, we're still talking about radical obedience. This is why your radical obedience is important. The devil and his demons and spirits have no power or authority on this earth apart from physical human, human beings yielding to it. The only way the enemy gets power and authority in your life is when you yield to him. Ooh, my God, right? So consider this example of Jesus casting out demons in Luke 8. When the Lord commanded the unclean spirit out of a man, the demons identified themselves 
as legion because they were many. That's Luke 8 and 30. They begged Jesus, don't cast us out into the deep, but send us into that nearby herd of swine. When the demons entered the 2,000 pigs, this herd immediately took off running, jumped off a steep cliff, and drowned themselves in the lake. Demons are looking for a physical body, a willing vessel. They need somebody to submit to them. The power that the devil or any other demon uses us against us is our own. <laughs> Woo! We're going to pray a prayer of faith in a second. The power that the devil or any other demon uses against us is our own. Satan has zero angelic spiritual power. I'm going to say that one more time. Satan has zero angelical. Come on now. He has zero power. All his authority comes from man. Woo! The only reason Satan exists and functions is because people cooperate and, emp and empower him. Come on now. No more cooperation. No more empowerment. I'm not empowering you any longer. I'm not cooperating with you any longer. Come on. He says that's why he seeks to inhabit a body. Even a pig has more authority on earth than a demon. An ant, a fly, or a snail have more power on the earth than Satan because they have physical bodies. He is absolutely powerless to do anything unless he can get a physical body to cooperate. Powerless. 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 He is powerless. I'm going to say it one more time. He is powerless. He is powerless, right? So the right to use power. God is the author of all power and authority. This is why your obedience to God is so important. This is, this is why your obedience to God is so, he does not, he is looking. He is looking for where you will not obey God. My God, he is looking for where you will not obey God. He is looking for how you will not trust God. He is looking for where you murmur. He is looking for where you complain. Come on, Holy Spirit, this morning. He says, God is the author of all power and authority. When he created mankind, he gave Adam and Eve dominion over the earth. That's Genesis 1 and 26 through 28. He told him, he said, go subdue, go rule the earth. That's what he told him. He said, authority is simply the right to use the power. God gave the right to use the power to Adam and Eve. Basically, this is what God is saying to us this morning. I'm giving you my power. Ooh, this is why the name of Jesus is so important. We don't do anything in our own strength. We don't have any power in our name. We ain't got no power. In, oh, you're a powerful prayer warrior. You ain't got no power. Woo, my God. I'm going to say it one more time. You ain't got the power. You don't have the juice. <laughs> the juice is in Jesus. The power is in Jesus. You're getting the power through Jesus Christ. That's why you got to understand the blood. That's why you got to understand the word. Oh, my God. God gives the power and authority to Adam and Eve. He said, here's my power. I'm giving you the right to use my power. Everything, ooh, come on now, everything I have created will respond to you. I can't even, ooh, come on now, come on now. Everything, everything that I have created, everything that I have created is supposed to respond to you. Ooh, my God, my God. 
everything. You know, okay, so you know how you see the men and women in the wild, ooh, and, and they like conquering snakes and conquering all this other stuff, and we be like, they, they crazy to pick that snake up. They understand that everything was created to respond to you. Come on, y'all. It says, it says, everything I've created will respond to you. That's why he told him, he said, go subdue the earth. Go subdue the earth. Then Jesus comes back in the New Testament and gives another charge to those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Jesus. It says, God is a spirit. That's John 4 and 24. God is a spirit. We've talked about this. We meditated on this a couple days ago. Well, Satan is a spirit too. That's Ephesians 2 and 2. He doesn't have a physical body, which means he can't come and make anyone do anything. He first must gain our cooperation. This is why we cannot lean into our own understanding. This is why we cannot trust in our own ways. My God, this is why the word of God is so invaluable. Oh my God. Yes, we have way more power than we offer in it. He says, first he must gain. You got to sign off on it. That's why, remember the, oh, I'm going to pray it. Yes, Lord. Remember the other day when we were, um, when I was saying, whatever sickness, illness, disease you've signed off on, throw that mess back to where it came from. It does not belong to you. He says, first he must gain their cooperation. Many Christians see Satan as an angelic being with God-like supernatural power and authority over him. They see him coming and overpowering them when the truth is that the devil can't force you to do anything. The devil cannot force you to do anything. That is not, that is not his truth. He cannot, he can, that's what, so go back to what we've been learning. When the Lord says, capture the thought, <laughs> cast down the wicked imagination, Ooh! capture the thought, cast down the wicked imagination, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Pull that thought down, right? That's the enemy's strategy to get in your thought life. Ooh, come on now. To get in your thought life, right? Because once I meditate on a thought, it's going to get down in my heart. And so as a man thinks, so is he. Ooh, come on, blood. Come on, blood. He says, so they see him coming, right? Many Christians see Satan as an angelic being with God-like supernatural power and authority over him. They see him coming and overpowering them when the truth is that the devil can't force them to do anything. He lost his power when he rebelled at God. The only power and authority Satan is functioning under now is human power and authority. <laughs> the only authority that Satan is operating Right now, it's human power and authority. <laughs> he doesn't have any authority. He doesn't have any power. It takes your, you, 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 you. <laughs> it takes your cooperation for the devil to do anything in your life. That's why he seeks. <laughs> he seeks. Come on, Holy Spirit. He seeks whom he may devour. Come on now. That's why he seeks, he's seeking. That's what the scripture said. He's going to seek whom he may devour. He's going to seek, he's going to seek, he's seeking, he's looking to see what you think. 
He's looking to see how you respond. He's looking to see how you worry. He's looking to see how you have doubt. He's looking to see where you have fear. He's, he's looking to see what you put your trust in. He's looking to see. He's powerless. He has no authority. He's looking to see. He's looking to see who he devoured. He's looking to see who doesn't have their eyes on Jesus so that he can present a storm that it looks like is impossible. When Jesus is in the boat with you the entire time. Remember, just find the scripture. Remember when the, 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 Jesus was on the boat and he was asleep? <laughs> I love Jesus. He's so good. Jesus so gangster. He said, he was on the boat. He sleep. The storm waving and raging. And the disciples come running. Master. <laughs> Master. <laughs> right? It's, I'm paraphrasing. Master, it's a storm. Right? Oh, it's a storm. It's a storm. Right? And Jesus, I, I can imagine Jesus opening his one eye. <laughs> Come on. Can I just be me this morning? I can imagine Jesus. <laughs> Open it. <laughs> Lay back. Rest in sleep. Winds, waves, storm, raging. <laughs> Woo! Come on now. Chill it. Kick back. Sleep. Knocked out. Boat rocking. Come on. Mark 48. Just just chilling, right? Sleeping. As a matter of fact, the scripture said in the easy to read version, he was sleep on a pillow. The followers went and welcomed, teacher, master, don't you care about us? We gonna drown. I can, I can imagine Jesus. <laughs> you know how when you get in that good rest, your phone ring, you get in that good rest, he sleep on a pillow. Right? He taking advantage of the situation. He knocked out. Come on now. Then he, I can imagine when they wake him up, he opened his one eye up like, like what? <laughs> like, what you say? What you say? It's a storm. Like, what, what you say? A, a storm. They in the boat with Jesus. You've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Come on, y'all. You in the boat with Jesus. I can imagine him. Come on now. Kick back. Woo! Oh, it is. I, what? <laughs> like, what did you, you? You done see me perform all these miracles. You know it's not my appointed time. I'm telling you, you going to go do greater works than me. My God. Come on now. And he stand up. It says, he, he said, you, do you not care about us? This us. Do you not care about my situation? Do you not see the trouble I'm in? Do you not see how the enemy, do you not see the devil mistreat me? Oh, come on now. And then Jesus stood up. Come on now. He said, and gave him a, gave a command to the wind. He probably didn't even yell. He probably, he probably said, peace. <laughs> Be still. Come on now. My God. The winds and the waves and the storm had them scrambling, forgetting their power and their authority. 
This is why, come on now, go back to what we said yesterday. It says it takes your cooperation for the devil to do anything in your life. That's why he seeks whom he may devour. Satan doesn't have the authority and power to devour you unless you quit obeying God and yield yourself to sin. I'm going to say it one more time. I think it's re worth repeating two more times. Satan doesn't have the authority or the power to devour you. Unless you quit obeying God and yield yourself to sin. Can I repeat it one more time for the people in the back? Satan doesn't have the authority and power to devour you unless you quit obeying God and yield yourself to get sin. Skip over to Job, right? Job, Satan, God, having a conversation. Satan looking around again. See who he devoured. Talking to God. Okay. What about your servant Job? What about your little servant Job? Seems like he's been faithful for a long time. God like good. You can't have his life. You can touch his stuff. You can touch his stuff. But you can't have his life. Oh, come on now. You can, you can touch his stuff. That's stuff. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. Come on now. I own the cattle. I own the hills. I hung the moon, the stars in the sky. You can, you can touch his stuff, but you can't have his life. My God, because I'm going to get the glory. My God, you can touch his stuff, but you can't have his life. Come on now. We've been fighting for stuff. When we still living, when we still breathing, when we still got access to the inter, inner courts, our only assignment is to trust and obey him. God, like, you, you can trust his stuff. You can, yes, you can touch his, you can touch his stuff. That's stuff. Come on now. He said, you, he said, he said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, there's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright. Now, this the Lord is saying this to Satan. He said, have you considered him? Like, you can touch his stuff. You can touch his stuff. He fears God, and he shuns evil. Ooh! That's what he told him. He said, he fears God, and he shuns evil. Ooh! So, you can touch his stuff, but you won't have his life. Ooh! See, as long as you got life, baby. Ooh! My, 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 my. As long as you got life. Ooh! As long as you got breath in your body. It's... Come on now. It's always a, a new day. It's always a new beginning. It's always new mercies. As long as, see, we be focused on the stuff. Oh, this, I ain't got my car gone. My da da da. No, as long as you got breath in your body, as long as you surrender, my God, as long as you continue to shun the presence of evil, as long as you trust and obey, come on now. God has plenty of time to multiply, to increase you, to bring back stuff. That's stuff. My God. Joe, Joe lost his wife. <laughs> Joe lost his daughters. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe lost land. Joe lost cattle. That Joe was looked like Joe was losing. In the end, he stayed faithful. Can I tell you what happened to Joe? <laughs> Can I tell you what happened to Job? What, what he got in the end was greater. Come on, y'all. What he got in the end was greater than the little bit of stuff 
that we be trying to hold on to. My God, what he got in the end was greater. My God, my God. He said, Job 1 and 12, the Lord said the same. Very well then, everything he has in your power. But on the man himself, don't lay your finger. <laughs> Woo! Then on the man himself, don't lay your finger. You cannot touch him. Come on now. Come on now. So he says, it takes your cooperation. God didn't yield to yourself to sin. Romans 6, 6, 16 says that when you yield yourself to sin, you're actually yielding yourself to the author of that sin. When you yield yourself to, I'm going to pray it, Holy Spirit. I hear you, Lord. When you yield yourself to, to sin, you're actually yielding yourself to the author of that sin, which is Satan. Disobedience is sin too. I want to be very clear with that. Disobedience is sin too. So when you yield yourself to sin, which is say you're actually yielding yourself to the author of sin, right? Satan can't just come in and destroy you without your cooperation. But when you sin, you empowering the devil. When you disobey God, you empowering the devil. Go back to what I told you about my organization. Remember, I had to close the door to the organization. God made me close the door to the organization that day. The pressure was on me. My God, the pressure was on me. I had people stop talking to me, people who unfriended me, people who stopped following me. But it was more important for me to obey God than anything else. My God. Now, I want to go back and give you this. And then we can write prayer, prayer, faith. We're going to do our confessions and get it. <laughs> Remember, I said something about radical obedience yesterday. Radical obedience only occurs, right? Remember the word obedience to hear under. Radical obedience will only be seen not grievous, my God, when we are constantly in the secret place, sitting at God's feet. So this tells me that I have to spend more time in the secret place, sitting at God's feet. Woo! I got to spend more time in the secret place, sitting at God's feet. That's what's going to strengthen me. Come on now, so that I obey him because I'm going to understand his character. When I'm sitting at God's feet, I'm going to understand his nature. Go back to the story of Job. If you've never read it, go read it again. As he's going through all the trials, he's still sitting at God's feet. He's still sitting in God's presence. Yep, he got discouraged. Yep, he got upset. My God, but he never cursed God. Ooh, my God, he never cursed God. He never charged God. My God, the enemy. My God, so can I tell you something that I feel to be true? I'm just telling you this. There are some words that I use in the scripture all the time. And um, I re the Lord really dealt with me on something the other day. The very beginning, when this starts coming on him, Job says, the thing that I feared the most came upon me. So still for me, the access was the access fear. Ooh, come on now. What, what, what was the access fear? I'm just being for real. Still the thing that fear. it was permissible by God. God permitted it. God allowed it. But did the fear, come on now, in this day, we got to ask ourselves, is there access? That's it. Yes, I hear you, Lord. Is there access? Have I given him access? This is why the blood of Jesus is so important. Oh, it's so much in this. 
in my <laughs> this is why the blood of Jesus is so important. We're gonna pray a prayer of faith right now. And I just want you to, we're gonna clear, we're gonna clear the air. We're gonna clean the bloodline. We're gonna come into the courts. My God, my God, we're gonna pray a prayer of faith today. Father God, we thank you. As we come in your courts, we stand before you. We thank you, Lord God, for what Jesus had did for us on the cross. And it speaks on our behalf in your court. We repent now for our own personal sins and transgressions. And we also repent, Father God, for the iniquity in our bloodline. We ask that anything that the devil would legally accuse of us of be revealed now. Ooh, my God, anything that the devil could accuse us of, reveal it now in the name of Jesus. Reveal it to us, Father God, in our bloodline, in the Aldridge bloodline, in the Johnson bloodline. My God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that every case that's been taken up against us, my God, every case that's been built against us, we sever the cords right now in the name of Jesus. Anything that the devil would legally try to bring up against us, we repent of everything in our flesh and we repent of everything in our spirit. Lord God, deal with the issues. My God, deal with the sins. And if you know that there are things that you've signed off on in your bloodline, um, if there's things that were sins of your forefathers, if there's things in your personal life that you know are not pleasing to God, just put them on your paper or start quoting them out your mouth. You don't have to put them on the string. Repent of them. We repent for a twisted bloodline. We repent for adultery. We repent for abortions. We repent for that in our bloodline. Oh my God. We repent for, 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 for thieving. We repent for sexual immorality. My God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that the blood speaks on our behalf. We repent for all iniquities that we discern in our bloodline through things that we have received from our mother and our father. Father God, we also ask you to expose anything that needs to be exposed in our bloodline. Anything that the devil has a, a legal access to or would try to be to use legal access to, let it be known, my God. Let it be known, my God. Thieving, stealing property, let it be known, my God. And we ask you, Lord, according to Colossians 2.14, that declares you took away every case against us on the cross. We ask you, Lord, that anything known, my God, or unknown will be removed. We ask the right of the devil to, be, we, we decree and declare that the right of the devil to legally use against us is now revoked. And we thank you, Father God, for nailing this to the cross. And we receive, my God, we receive and accept your cleansing and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you didn't know your bloodline could affect you, right? Go to Joshua 9, 1 and 15. Go to 2 Samuel 21 and 14. 
I'm just telling you, if you didn't know that your bloodline could affect you, you need to know that your bloodline affects you as well. Ask the Lord to show you. We're taking back the devil's power. We're taking the authority. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Come on now. Repent for the bloodline. Repent. And then Jesus becomes the, the enmity between you and Christ. My God. He becomes the, the, the enmity. That's why I say he was bruised. The woman said bruised. Come on now. He becomes the enmity. He becomes the thing between you and the devil. The devil no longer has access to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Come on, there's so much so much that happens in the name of Jesus. John 14, 14, if she shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Come on now. He says this. He, he calls and says we're to go do greater works. So this morning, we're cleansing the bloodline. We're cleansing our lives. Ooh, come on, y'all. We cleansing the bloodline this morning. We repenting so that we give no more place, no more access to the devil. Because the devil don't have any authority. We just need to put the blood of Jesus between it. Oh my God. We just need to sever the cords and put the blood of Jesus, my God, between it. Ooh, come on now. We set in a record state this morning. We pray in a prayer of faith that be believes and to trust God. My God, we're repenting for every sin in the name of Jesus. My God, nothing else in the court. See, heaven operates on a legal system. I should have said that. I'm sorry. Heaven operates on the legal system. That's why the scripture tells us that Jesus is our advocate. He's the high priest. He's always advocating for us. So when the devil tries to come in and be like, did you see what they did? Jesus is quick to give him the hand. It's under the blood. <laughs> it's under the blood. Once you repent, Jesus is quick to give him the hand. It's under the blood. Son, mm -mm, shut up. You don't get to, you know, that's why a state of repentant heart Staying in a state of repentance is so important. So when when we in the courts, the high courts, and the enemy is trying to say, look at all the different little stuff, they say, mm-mm, mm-mm, it's under the blood. I paid the price for that. That's one of ours. He's one of ours. She's one of ours. They are not guilty. It's under the blood. It's under the blood. When you understand that it's under the blood, then the advantage of the enemy is gone. Satan don't have that kind of power in your life. Satan don't have that kind of power. It's, they don't have that kind of power. He don't have authority. He, don't, he only has authority and power. So that's why we learning to radically obey. Come on, y'all. Jesus is the high priest. My God. Jesus is the high priest. That's why we radically obey God. That's why we're learning to come out of ourselves. My God. And radically obey God. He's a friend of sinners. Hebrew 4, 14 and 16. Therefore, since when we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace, right? That's the court with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's what we did today. We approach the throne of grace. Yeah, Jesus has all the power. God has all 
the power. We took back the devil's power today. My God, we stole back his power today. He has no authority in your life. The only way he gets access is if you get it. So when we sit and we decree and declare the blood of Jesus over our lives, over our minds, that's not something we're just saying. We're walking in the authority that has been given us in Christ Jesus. Just like if you say it in my name, if you stand in my name, if you believe in my name, if you take the blood in my name, in Jesus' name. I remember one time we were um, experiencing a tornado and it was kind of at the when my husband's season on earth was ending before he made his transition and a tornado was about to come and we were all like, like it was on the path and we were like all like um, um, whatever and he was not feeling well and this, it, he, we were like, babe, you don't want to come, I want to put you in the tub. The boys were getting ready because he couldn't walk really well to put him in the tub. He said, I'm not getting in the tub and he he took his feeble self because he was just real weak then, went to the door, <laughs> went to the door and declared a hedge of protection around our neighborhood and went and got back in the bed. And when I tell you, the storm skipped steps. It got like the neighborhood behind us. And it was several times like that in our life. Everybody else would be without power, but we would still have power. It, it, it just, he was serious about the blood, serious about the power of the blood, serious about how much the blood speaks on our behalf and how big and how great the devil is defeated. Let's get our confessions in. That's, I feel a release. I feel a release. My God, Lord, I thank you for plucking us out of the devil's hands. I thank you, Father God, that your word is working in our lives. My God, thank you that the enemy cannot advance. My God, we plead the blood of Jesus over our children. We thank you that the blood is the standard. That's why you have. Yo, can I tell you something? Even when your children are wayward, your prayers, when they innate ignorance, Forget them, Father. They don't know what they do. You can pray a prayer of faith on their behalf. Lord God, forgive them. They don't realize this is not something they're not, not supposed to be. Well, I raised them in church. They don't know. They don't know if they're not living in it. They don't know if they're not living in it. They don't get it. If they got it, you if you got it when you got it, I don't know why we forget that. If you, when you, when you didn't have it, <laughs> Let me say it one more time. When you when you didn't get it, you ain't been right all your life. Your life ain't been right all your life. You ain't you ain't been on point all your life. All your stuff ain't been just and true all your life. You ain't been you ain't been this saved all your life. <laughs> you ain't been this on point all your life. If they had revelation of hell for real, they wouldn't they wouldn't invite hell in. <laughs> They wouldn't invite hell in if they knew. If people around you, even the unsaved, even your friends, even your, well, they went to church. They were sitting in church like I did. They got the same information I did. They cannot have a fear of the Lord and, and a revelation that hell is real. They cannot and continue to do the things that they do. Absolutely not. <laughs> they cannot. That's a lie. No. So we have compassion and mercy and we don't judge them in the flesh. We see them through spiritual eyes and we keep praying and we keep standing and we keep believing and we keep trusting. 
we don't judge anybody with our own little righteous indignation. I ain't. I know they know better. No, because when people know better, they do better. <laughs> when you didn't know better, you, you, when you didn't know no better, you weren't doing better. <laughs> then when you got revelation in your life, guess what you started doing? You started living better. <laughs> Let's do our confessions. Come on, y'all. When you got revelation, then you started. When you really got revelation, you still get revelation. It's still stuff you struggle with in the word. It's still stuff you don't believe in the word. As you get and know better, guess what's going to happen? You're going to do better. You're going to let the word be lived out loud in your life. It's still places that you don't live in faith, right? So just because I got knowledge of something, right, Angela, don't mean I got revelation and wisdom for it. Oh, my God. It's areas you may not have knowledge and revelation on, right? It's haughtiness and pride when we act like we got all the knowledge and revelation. That's pride. That's haughtiness. Mm-mm. Let's do our confessions. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. This is so good today. I feel liberated. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteous. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I do not speak negative things. On purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert. My God, thank you. My God. And more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I don't fear. I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all my things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, the signing of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust, with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. 
I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. That means I'm not going to be at work um, still in time. I'm not going to be at work not working. I'm going to be at work and I'm going to do all my work. And then if I get all my work done and I don't have nothing to do, if it's permissible, right, and my boss don't care, then I'm going to chill out, right? But I'm going to do all my work with excellence and great prudency. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. Hey, baby. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends, and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and to study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds, blessed when we come in, blessed when we go out. All that I own is paid for. I owe no man nothing except to love him. In Jesus' name, amen. So, few things. We released pillow talk. Go, go get registered. Go get registered. Go, go get your registration in. It's not going to last long. There's a partner discount code. You can come online. You can come in person. In person, it's going to be limited. But in person, going to be so, so, so. It's going to be so, so dope. Seal your spot. <laughs> Seal your spot today. Don't wait and be like, oh, it's not to July. Don't do that. We also have scholarships. Jess, will you drop the link for scholarships? We're going to drop the link for scholarships. We're going to give away five scholarships on campus, five scholarships online. These will be random drawings for scholarships. Five and five. That's what we're going to give away. Five, five, five and five. So, we're going to five online, five. Drop, drop. You can just apply for a scholarship. But can I tell you something? <laughs> Not wait. And we'll drop for scholarships in two weeks. We have Feed the Streets this Saturday, right? Hopefully, you'll be a part of that. If not, you can go give. LakeishaMJohnson.com, dollar sign. Single you, for all my single ladies, six weeks. Six weeks. Give me six weeks just to love on you and your singleness. It is completely free. You're going to sign up for single you. We dropped the information for that stuff yesterday. Let me spend six weeks with me. It's a self-paced lesson. All you need is a journal, and I'm just going to teach you how to be strong in your singleness for six weeks. That starts next week. Um, and then, don't forget Ladies Bible Study. If you have not registered on our website to receive all our announcements, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Now, two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, go over to the website right there. Give, LakeishaMJohnson.com, or you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J ministry. Father God, I thank you for the giving of your people. Ooh, 
Ooh, I thank you, Father God, for giving seed to your sower. Ooh, I thank you for blessing those, multiplying and increasing those who give, 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 give. Thank you, Lord God, for increasing, adding more fruit to their account. Ooh, I thank you, Lord, for those who give today. That's it. Put a double blessing on them in Jesus' name. And I'm not just saying that I feel the presence of the Lord on this. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for giving seed to the sower. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, second, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, I want you to do that today because that's how that's the first way you get the enemy off your back. Once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what happens? The enemy cannot play games with you. He cannot get in your head. He he can he he cannot he has no more access. That's what I'm trying to say. He has no more authority to you. So I want you to take this word today and repeat after me, dear Jesus. Ooh, I know that I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. And I promise to love you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. We would love to connect to you. We would love to send you some materials so we can further disciple you. Okay, we out of here. I love y'all so much. God loves you so much more. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. God loves you so much. My God. But God loves you greater than me. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. So, ooh, thank you for giving seed to your soul. I feel you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Put a double oomph on this today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Put a double oomph on this today. My God, confirm the word of your servant and let them see you be God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., we back in here. My God, receive all the grace, favor, and love you need to receive today. In Jesus' name, love, peace, and blessing. Ooh, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.